0: Today we welcome fellow Dadcaster, podcaster, host of the Nomad Dad Podcast and Home Dad Chat Podcast, Brock Mm Lush. Brock is a National At Home Dad Network board member, Cincinnati Dad Group founder, and lastly, but certainly not least, a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. We're excited to welcome such a passionate social media and digital marketing influencer like Brock onto the show today to share some perspective, tell some stories, and have a great chat with him. Ball Boy Media presents the Young Dad Podcast with your hosts, the Young Brothers, Jay and Aaron Young. It's about that time for you to pull up a chair, grab a juice box, grab a snack, come sit down and talk with us for a little while. Do you copy? I'm here. <laughs> he copies. He copies. Woo! I feel like it's every time we started talking about indie cars something happened, so
1: uh, we're not talking about that anymore. It's over.
0: <laughs> no, it's over. It's over. It's done. Um anyways. Brock, welcome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you. Hopefully we're able to get through this. We've already started and stopped and stopped and started and stopped and started several times. So that's a pleasure.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, first world problems, it's all good. <laughs>
0: First world problems, podcaster problems, right?
1: Always, yes. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. I, I don't know how long you've been doing this, but I've been in the podcast world for so long, I've even forgot to hit record a couple of times. So
0: I have done that, and it's like we're already having such a good conversation. It's like, dang it, I really wanted to capture that conversation. And like even ours from before, we had some good little ones that I was able to capture, but I'm like, uh, you know... Oh well, there was one time I had to re-record. I think like a four-minute intro, and it was like with the guest and everything, and everything had to be re-recorded. And I'm like, <laughs> well, looks like I'm not gonna have his part of the intro. So then we stopped doing intros like that. So
1: <laughs> yeah, learned yeah. my lesson one time. I get that. I've. I, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, I remember one time I did a recording and the guy had something amazing to say and his Bluetooth headphones died on him. And uh, I just, you just couldn't recapture it after it was done. And I didn't even realize it until like after we had finished up and I was doing the editing.
0: <laughs> you can never recapture it. And you're always just like, damn it. That would have been a good clip. That would have been a great clip.
1: Yep. It's for sure. It's just like, uh, you know, nowadays uh, you can capture photos of your kids and then other times you completely miss the thing that you're like, I really wanted that. Oh, well, I guess I'm just going to put that to memory.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those mental pictures. You're like, I could capture this right now. Well, it goes both ways. You know, that's one thing I learned. Like when I was a teenager, I think I was on like a Boy Scout trip or something. And we didn't have like our cell phones. We didn't bring cameras. I think it was at scout camp one year, and they literally told us to do that. They literally said, you're going to take pictures with your mind. Like, you're going to remember this. Like, take a moment, (laughs) blink a couple times, and take those pictures with your mind. And it was so cheesy and cliche being like 14, 15 years old doing that. It's like, well, I have a freaking phone at camp in my tent. Can I go get it and take a real picture?
1: Right. And so all (laughs) of us
0: boys are laughing about it later, but fast forward freaking the same amount of time it's like i do that all the time now where i'm like i'm just gonna remember this i just want to remember this like just for me some some of those moments you're like yeah i want to take a picture of it and have it like a physical memory but i also want to just have the memory for myself for this moment so
1: yeah definitely for sure i've been in that situation too so it's you you just kind of figure out what what you can uh what you want to spend your how you want to spend your time basically you know that's and yes. there's nothing wrong with being behind the camera taking pictures and all that but sometimes oh no uh, can distract from uh, maybe the full experience so yeah
0: yeah our phones and our cameras on our phones are they they're great they're great but at the same time it's a double edged sword because you can close your phone your camera app and then you're on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter you're somewhere <laughs> else in a matter of milliseconds and you're like, What was I doing? Huh? Yep. Kind of oh, and, I have to, know,
1: so. and I have to balance that all the time with just living in those in those worlds on a regular basis just with work and then the stuff that I do on the side. So it's it's always an interesting juggling act.
0: Yeah, no I agree, because I work I spend a lot of my day on my phone. Like since I started my new job, my screen time has gone up like twenty like about 15% because I have to send more calls, do more text messages, do more emails, Microsoft teams, outlook, all this stuff that I'm just on it more because I have to have that communication because I'm in an office on a laptop and then I'm gone. I'm in my car running around. I just have my phone to use for appointments and billing and things like that. So it's like, it's gone way up. Yeah. Um, I also noticed it gone up a little bit more It had gone down for a couple of weeks. Um, for a couple reasons, but it went down and then the the girl I'm dating now, as soon as we like started getting everything figured out, what we were going to be and stuff. Now it's also part of that. Those apps are also going up like the phone, the messaging and things like that. So <laughs> yep. it's it's all there. It's all there, you know?
1: Definitely. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I, I will say that I, uh, I, I am so glad that I don't, have to uh be involved in the dating world uh I don't envy any of y'all that are (laughs) dealing with that
0: I know man it was it was rough like her and I have been trying to figure this thing out for about a year you know like we um we have some history and we have some some fun stories to tell oh fun is a word to say but we have some up and downs you know (laughs) throughout the last sure. year or so to get us to this point but you know there's well worth it and it's not its not fun like apps suck and dating nowadays there's no dating it's just it's just it's just hot garbage it's hot garbage being on those dating apps and stuff and I'm sorry if there's anyone that I ever dated <laughs> from a dating app listening to this but we both know it's hot garbage so um, <laughs> I think
1: anybody realizes that it's hot garbage honestly so I, I get it
0: yeah. And I had a, I had a friend, she was talking to me. She was like, oh, I'm just, I have all these apps and I have these apps and they're just kind of, she's a friend of mine from, uh, our kids go to the same elementary to school together. Um, and she's like, yeah, it's just rough and it's stupid. And like, I don't know why I'm like, why don't you just delete them? She's like, well, I feel like I have to have them. I'm like, okay, says who? They're not doing anything for you. She deletes it two weeks later. She's in a super happy relationship now.
1: Yep. There's the the organic way of of meeting somebody and you know getting to know them. It 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 works. If, if you just take the time, it works for real. Like I mean, how how else would those of us who uh you know got together and got married before all these apps and stuff came into play, you know how else would we have done it honestly because I mean, my yeah. wife and I we've been married for 16 years. We've been together for almost 20 and it was a just happenstance that we came into contact with each other and then we were at the same university. So we spent a lot of time around each other and here we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that's how it was for me and my ex-wife. We went to the same college we met there and, you know, we, that's how we met. We didn't meet through apps or anything. Like, Tinder was just barely like a thing because that was kind of the first big one outside of like match.com or like you saw the radio, you heard the radio ads for like Farmers Only or Christian Mingle or all those. Like when it was still very raw, like you could still post Craigslist ads for dates at that time. Um, (laughs) Which is, which is a whole, whole whole world in itself.
1: Yeah, you're really Craig's putting your life dating. out there when you get on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: just you're at the end of your wits if you're putting your. I feel like I feel like if you I feel like if you put it
1: on Craigslist, you might as well have just like printed up an eight x ten and slapped it on like a public bulletin board somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
0: No, I agree. It's and then it's the same thing now, like the equivalent of that now and i joined them i'm actually just removing them now but um we there's these groups here locally where i live that have a freaking um page for singles like facebook groups for singles in the area and i'm like what i'm like i don't know if i could ever like dude i joined it just because i wanted to see it for like content and research and development purposes yeah but then again everyone has their preferred way you know so um you mentioned that you've been married for 16 years to your wife you guys have two kids correct a boy and a girl one just finished fourth grade one just finished first grade you're active in your church and you guys are christian Um, You organize and continue to run a local dad group that hangs out weekly and monthly with some cool hangouts. You're also an avid cyclist. You used to be a tour guide, bus driver, and guide for Cincy Brew Bus, (laughs) and you worked for Marymount Community Church as a live stream producer. You're a man of many talents beyond all of that. You have skills in digital marketing, social media managing, public relations, event organizing, podcast editing, and live stream production. Woo! Brock, that is you in a nutshell. You also are wearing a very cool shirt that says dads don't babysit for all of you guys that are audio only. You are an Indy and a NASCAR fan. I see some of those soccer-like scarves hanging up behind you for local clubs in your area. Um, <laughs> anything else about you pertinent for our listeners? We're, again, we're happy to have you on. I'm excited to have you on today. Oh, and my bad. You're also right. the, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're also a uh, national at-home dad network board member, your Cincinnati Dad Group founder, and lastly, but certainly not least, a stay-at-home dad yourself. You hosted the Nomad Dad Podcast and currently host the Home Dad Chat Podcast, um, which, if you haven't listened to it, listeners, it is going into my top 10 dad podcasts um i'm gonna have to boot someone out oh, of my top 10 thanks, but man. it's going in my top 10 it was i was doing laundry and i listened to like two episodes your latest ones um because i realized i have a lot of time on my hands and i don't like listening to music like i'm just gonna listen to all these podcasts that follow me and i follow them on social media so i'm like what is this i'm like i didn't even know it was there <laughs> until i was like oh crap i forgot he has this this show uh, that is easily going to my top 10 dad dad cast the oh man the conference you guys are having later this year in milwaukee
1: yeah milwaukee
0: correct that yep. thing sounds i can talk- cool as yep. heck but yeah go yeah um forward, tell everyone about you what <laughs> you do where you're from all your yeah. all your things
1: I mean, you pretty much uh, you got the you got the resume down there pretty well. Uh, uh, currently, I I work for a brewery here in town called Deadlow Brewing. I'm their event coordinator, so all the stuff that you rattled off is uh, all the things that, as a six year stay at home dad, was able to take to a brewery and say, "Hey, like I can handle your events," and they were very impressed and hired me. Um, and so I've been working there since the beginning of the year. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's literally just like my wife is the breadwinner of the family. Um, for me, it is a fun job, um, that I enjoy doing. And, um, it's one that, on hard days, uh, my wife will check in with me and say, do you still like it? Because if, you, if you're if you not enjoying it, then there's no reason for you to keep doing it. It is not a necessity. It's nice to have the pay, extra paycheck, but it is a, not a necessity to drain down on your mental health for you to be at this job. And so um, I love the fact that, that support. she's supportive that
0: support in that. Right That's support and love and all those things right there.
1: Yeah, so so that's so that's a big thing to me. Like I I enjoy the beer and bourbon world um, and all of its ins and outs of making it and you know just the different storylines behind. You know, how different breweries got started, how different like distilleries got started is a huge thing for me. You mentioned that I'm an avid cyclist. I used to be a very avid cyclist, but then parenthood happened. And so I am very happy General. when I get even just a like a day to go out on a ride. And I definitely post about it because that is a big self-care uh, thing for me. Um Aside from that, um, I just we my family likes the outdoors. We like to camp. We like to hike. Um, you know, just like to be out in nature, and that's what you know. Our house is it sits in an area that's outside of downtown, but not in the country. But we have enough space around here to be able to you know have a big bonfire and you know mess around with lazarus lizards that crawl over the wall and watch rabbits run through our yard and stuff like that and um yeah it's 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 a great life and it also has its hiccups along the way of course um but in the end like you know the the two out the the two that you mentioned plus my wife like they they uh, challenge me daily to, uh, be the best I can for, for them. And for the, for our household.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's what it's about, you know, showing up every day and, um, being consistent, being there for, for them every single day, because they need you every single day. So how, so you guys have been married for 16 years. You guys obviously have a fourth going on fifth grader. So there was about five, six years together with no kids yeah roughly right so what was that like going from just married young fun married living life together to kids was that something that was always on the table it was kind of just there or did it did you guys come around to that idea or take us through that i'm i'm curious
1: I, I i love i love that question uh so i was very much of the mindset of i don't know that i'll get married i just i mean if i do then i definitely want kids but I was very much okay with being the like fun uncle. Um, and this was before I even had nephews. Um, and uh, so when I met my wife, I I had told her, I said, cause I was studying youth ministry at the time. And I said, listen, like my kind of end goal along with, you know, becoming youth minister is if, if we get married and have kids, like I want to be a stay at home dad, like, before like anything else came about, it like I didn't even know about like the National At Home Dad Network. So this is like 2004, okay. and she was like, "That's great because I don't think I could. I don't think I could sit at home and watch like Sesame Street or something along those lines with the kids. Like <laughs> that's just not valid. me." She was doing. That's how you a, she was a, the one. Yeah, yeah. Well. That and also a road trip that we went on that at the end, I didn't want to kill her and she didn't want to kill me. So we figured we had a pretty good chance. Amen. (laughs) Um, But no, like, uh, she was not one, she was not interested in having any kids. Um, Like, she was pretty adamant about it. Um, My biological clock was ticking pretty hard. We are five years difference. I'm five years older than she is. Um, And so uh, we got married and just enjoyed how, how old were uh, y'all when you, you know, got married life i was 27 and she was 24 or 20 sorry 22 it was five years difference okay. yeah 20 27 okay. and 22 um yeah so we we kinda, enjoyed you know just were married a little life. Bit. yeah yeah and um one year after uh being married i graduated from college she still had a little bit of time left and uh Some things just did not work out as far as getting into youth ministry. Just, I didn't really enjoy it the way I thought I did. Um, But I ended up enlisting in the military and went into the Navy. Okay. So I I spent some time in the Navy, not a very long time. Um, Actually, I was in, um, was going through training. They did some medical checkups and things that I didn't know about, found a condition with one of my eyes. Um, And since they were being very choosy about who they were going to let in and who they were not going to let in, uh, they sent me home uh, with a honorable medical discharge. So, uh, you know, still fall in line with being a veteran, all that stuff, just never really got to do what I was hoping to do. Um, But I'm a big advocate for uh, uh, anybody who is not sure what they want to do after high school. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for either one go after a trade or two. join the military, like do one of those two um, things. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Cause I think there's like, I worked with a guy at Lowe's and he was on like his third or fourth contract. Like he just worked at Lowe's just to kill time in between like what he did, but he was, he taught soldiers to jump out of planes.
1: Okay. So he's a civilian working for the military.
0: Yeah. So he would just, well, he was in the military for a point. And then he just kept re-upping, but he had ranked up. So he kept ranking up to the point where he could not be, you know, active duty all the time. But when he would have to go and train, he would go and train and he would go to like, he would go to Dubai and all these foreign, (laughs) beautiful foreign countries for extended periods. Like basically vacations and he would just get huge bonuses and he was like 30 something, just had money in the bank like two houses investment properties and just because he signed up when he was 18 and going to the army he's like i didn't know what i wanted to do so he's like i just was like i'm fit i'm healthy and i'm just i need something to do i don't want to go to college i don't want to do a trade so i'm just gonna go and get a job in the army i guess and he
1: if if you're financially smart yeah if you're financially smart about how you uh you know work with your money and the experiences that you have in the military, you can come out so high, so up on top about financially with life that um, it, it's all a much better. It really just kind of depends on like what you have been taught about how to stay financially stable um, and yeah. that kind of thing. Because honestly, for most high 18 year old, most 18 year olds who go into the military, they, they don't have any debt, but they see the world and they get really big aspirations really quickly instead of just banking yeah. money and just trying to budget out what they're going to do. And then on top of it too, I mean, after you finish up, you know, I mean, go get your college degree, GI bill, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm a huge yeah. advocate for that. And just the fact yeah. that it's it's such a, a missed opportunity for some folks.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So does the military, do they teach any kind of financial literacy once you're in or – um how or anything like that no it's it's, like any part of that
1: not really no they don't um but that's the thing with a lot of places i mean the nfl the nba like major league baseball like they don't have programs like that i mean the amount of nfl players who
0: like huge right now with the whole in the nba especially like you have the lebron spectacle that you know just everything about lebron like we don't give him enough credit. We don't, you know, really honor just how great he was, like, coming out of high school, 20-plus years in the league, same baby mama, same wife, same kid, same everything, same hometown, gave back, all this stuff, just the person of LeBron James. And then you have the complete polar opposite yeah. spectacle in John Morant, who went to nice schools growing up, thinks he's hood when everyone in the NBA, every former legend of the nba is like dude you make 200 million dollars you're not a thug you live in a beautiful home you are not a thug you are not out in the streets every single day you weren't you haven't been in the streets since you were in high school like you got yeah. a full right scholarship you got well, so sponsorships like and he's waving a gun you, on his even right? with you know?
1: yeah i've seen that yeah it's it's really awful i i will say this for the nfl um, here locally, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Anthony Munoz, who is a Hall of Fame uh, football player um, from mm-hmm. back in the the '80s and '90s, and he still lives here in town. Um, his kids, some of his kids, have gone on to play uh, NFL. But one of the things that he does, along with his son, is that they actually come alongside a lot of the NFL players now, and they teach financial stability, teach them how to like, oh. hey, like I get it. You got this huge contract. You want to, of course, take care of your family. But outside of that, like, you need to really be careful who you're going to surround yourself with. Because it's uh, like one of those things, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Baller with The Rock. But in, like, the very first episode, uh, there's a player who he got a huge contract. And he basically um, has, like all of his posse and all of his family at his house. And he's like asking for yeah. like $200,000 and like a, like an, and an extension before his next contract or next like payout comes out. And it's like, it, it's just so fiscally, un, you know, it's is just a bad situation. And so that's where like Anthony Munoz and his son have come into play on that kind of stuff. So I I think, but in the end, like so from important. a parenting standpoint, you know, if if you're well it is important but you run into this generational thing where it's like if your parents weren't taught good finances and they didn't teach you good finances like you have to be the one that is like i'm going to break this like i'm going to teach my kids how to be financially stable and it's going to look so different like for for our family for instance like our parents they didn't really teach us a whole lot like especially my wife's parents and so we've gone to great lengths to teach our kids and then at the same time like we've pulled back in different areas like it's like hey we don't need to go do xyz thing that's big like i don't need to take my family to disney i don't need that kind of debt i don't you know we don't need to go on these big monstrous like trips every single year type of thing and it's those kind of things that show our kids. Like there are other things that you can spend your your money and your time on that are just as fun and and just as entertaining as you know putting yourself in debt and going on these big elaborate trips.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's just framing. It's the way you frame it. You know, it's all about how you how you spend that time and how you spend that time together because that's ultimately what a family vacation is for. That's ultimately what yeah. you go to Disney for is for the experience to be together. Granted, Disney is its own experience, but it's a five thousand dollar experience <laughs> for a week. You know, I've seen right. TikTok videos of just people who who went to Disney for a week. Their hotel, their admission, the food they ate, transportation, everything, and it ended up being like five five grand. Um, so if you are able to do that, that's great. Like, absolutely, if you're sure, able to do yeah, things, that's something we're a big advocate of on our side. It's like if you can do it, do it. If you can't, and that's too much of a stretch. Let's think smaller. Let's think smaller within our means and what we can do, um, and how we can still have fun right. doing things. You know, a fishing license costs twenty-five bucks. Yep. Kids don't usually exactly.
1: Need
0: Guess nope. what? A fishing pole off Amazon, ten dollars. Now you're thirty-five dollars deep. One for them, ten bucks. Forty-five dollars deep for fifty bucks because you got gas and bait and stuff. Fifty, fifty-five bucks. You just you now have a weekend of things you can do. For multiple hours, fun activity outside, doing something fun together. For all hey, I'll tell you r- real
1: quick, just to cut in on you. Yeah, of
0: course. So,
1: as far as fishing goes, I mean, you could be walking down the street and someone just like tossed a couple of poles into like garbage can, and there's nothing wrong like with that? them. They're just cleaning out yeah. their uh, garage. My we we have that's that's how I've got one for my son, and I got a fishing yeah. fishing pole, fish pole for myself. <laughs> and then and then, so then also too on top of, of that for my daughter exactly and then the other part that's really um that works as well is that instead of using like a hook with uh with a worm uh another really great thing to use because you can teach your kid how to cast and actually get that motion down is to just put spinnerbait on it because it's got good action so you throw that out there and then they're reeling back in. And so they get to watch like all the action taking place and fish like that. Mm-hmm. And so they snatch up on it and you're not just sitting there. Your kid's like, I'm bored cause I'm sitting like, they're actually like, you know, working on their casting and moving, uh, the, ent- the entire time. And, uh, you don't yeah. have that, uh, so much of that I'm bored type thing come into play.
0: Exactly. It's all about just finding things that you guys can do together that are enjoyable, that take up good chunks of time. Like for us and my daughters, we love going swimming and going to the pool. The gym that we go to has a whole splashdown like water park thing. It's a yeah. it's a bougie gym. We I pay way too much money for that gym per month, but I use it, you know, 20 to 25 days out of the month. So it's worth it um, hey, on the back end works, of definitely. it. But, you know, they just opened that yesterday. So we went yesterday and it's like... We're gonna spend a lot of time here. <laughs> but hey, it's, yeah, it's what they like to do. It makes them tired, and like ten minute car ride between here and the gym, they passed out yesterday, and like fell asleep. There you go. So it works. It works. And plus, so, I, then I get to get tan and enjoy the sun. So.
1: Yeah. So you. Were, so I was. I was saying. You know, we went off to the Navy, and I came back, and everything. Yeah. Um. In 2011. Um. Actually, sorry. 2010. I turned 30. And my wife said, Hey, like, I'm up for trying to get pregnant. And uh, I was like, Okay. And so in 2011, we got pregnant and it was super exciting. Uh, Lots of, lots of uh, anxiety and lots of conversations about how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Going to doctor's appointments together and uh just you know being at those and talking with people. It was just lots of excitement. And we had told I, I couldn't keep it to myself, honestly. My wife always gets up. She's like, You can't keep a secret. <laughs> uh uh-huh. I can most times, but when it comes to I can most times, but when it's, when it's something like that, it's a little more difficult. Um yeah. but anyway, so we had told lots of folks and came up on our 10 or 12 week, I think it was 10 like our 10 week uh, appointment and something just wasn't right. And so we got sent to another doctor and they did some looking into it and came to find out that the baby's, uh, heart had stopped beating. So, um, it was, uh, quite, uh, quite a situation. Um, you know, I was like, all right, like now we're dealing with a situation of, uh, we don't we're not going to have a baby right now um that we're dealing with uh loss and and mourning and just mm-hmm. all those highs down into lows and uh it was it, it was traumatizing and we had a choice to make at that time too you know after after talking to people about it because like so many people came around us came people people just came out of the woodworks like yeah like we you know, we had a miscarriage, you know, we, the, you know, that this is something like people I didn't even know had dealt with it, like came out and said, like, we had a miscarriage. And I was from from a dad standpoint, it's not like, you know, you hear too many, you don't hear too many dads talk about, you know, mm-hmm. how they deal with a miscarriage. And, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm trying to support my wife and all of the things that have gone on with her body mentally and physically and things like that. And then at the same time too, like, I'm, I'm wrecked by the fact that, you know, I've, I'm not going to get to meet this, this kid, this, this child that we were both excited about. And, Mm -hmm. um, we came to the realization that we didn't want to stay silent about it. We wanted to be a, a vessel to other people who just needed to feel comfortable talking about, uh, what was going on. And so, uh, we just spent most of our time, like coming around other people too, that were dealing with it, not being, uh, closed about the conversation. And then on top of it too, like, um, I got to the point where I started having conversations with dads and actually, um, you mentioned home dad con, um, when we did a uh, home dad con up in, uh, Minneapolis just before, I think it was 2018. Um, I was asked to be on a panel with a couple other dads and we shared our, uh, miscarriage stories. And, um, we basically, it was an open invitation for other dads who hadn't had a chance to say something or just needed to like, feel some support come in. And like the dads that were in there, like most of them had never in their entire time dealing with it, like ever mentioned ever had a conversation with another dad about what they went through. Um, and so, Mm uh, so that was, so that was a tough, uh, tough couple years but uh in 2013 uh we got pregnant again uh and uh full term uh we had a little bit of scare at 20 uh, 20 weeks i think there's like this weird thing that happens at 20 weeks with with wives sometimes uh we had a bit of spotting um which we found out is actually a normal thing um, that happens pretty regularly so but we were freaking out and uh, uh everything was fine so on valentine's day morning at like 12:35 a.m. our our son was born. So That's that awesome. was, uh, that wasn't it. It was quite an experience. Uh, I mean, that first child is always, uh, <laughs> you just don't know what you're in for. Yeah,
0: no, oh. it's, but yeah, crazy. so that
1: was, so that was the first one. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. No, Aaron's, Yeah, uh, so we had,
1: so we had him.
0: Oh, Aaron's second child, uh, his youngest daughter,
1: is also Valentine's baby. So Oh, cool. Yeah. Valentine's Day
0: 2020.
1: Yeah, so. so we 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 pretty much uh Valentine's Day is not our day. <laughs> it's all him, uh which is fine. Uh that happens. So we we just basically celebrate usually before or after, so it's not a big deal. Um uh, but yeah, then we, we had him for a while and then uh Along came uh, baby number two and uh, he was so excited because he really wanted a a baby sister. And when we did the, the reveal at the reveal, they, we have video of him where they're like, you know, what, uh, what do you want? Do you want to, you want a baby boy or baby brother or baby sister? And he's like, Oh, he's like, mama's having a baby sister, baby sister. Like he was adamant. Sure enough. Boom. He was correct. Um, and so in October we had a, we had a little girl in uh, 2015 and, uh, those two are as tight as can be. And also as like combative with each other as can be, but it, it all comes down to like, honestly, like they, they, they love each other They're right now outside hanging out in the hammocks that we have out back, just playing around and having a good old time. So they, they get along really well. And, uh. We we enjoy just, you know, like I said, going camping and doing fun things together, going canoeing and um we or we're tight knit on that. So that's those kind of things are what keep us together as a family.
0: No, that's that's incredible. That's that's a story. That's a that's a road, that's a roller coaster of everything going <laughs> yeah. that way. And it's so crazy you mentioned just like sitting on that panel at Dadcon, you know, just five years ago. You were talking about your experience, like going through a miscarriage. I think you're the first one on the podcast that's ever publicly said anything that they've been through something like that. Um, so again, it's a conversation that's just not had a lot of the conversations that I'm sure you have on on your podcast and that we have here, you know, they are on those topics like you mentioned before on like self-care, mental health. Um, those things need to be a high priority. Dad groups, you know, how important they are to be a yeah. part of and, you know, having, like, this network of dads with you, having this, like, community of people. It's just, like, it's things we just don't talk about because uh – I'm going off some of the things that you mentioned here, but, you know, they're not – they're not what – dads aren't what they used to be. You know, they're not even what they used to be depicted in cartoons. We've talked – we keep coming back to the whole cartoon thing, but – um you know, back in early 2000s cartoon. But no, it's you true. You only ever saw, like, the dad there occasionally. Or if you did, you only saw, like, their body. You never saw their face. You never saw... Sometimes you only saw their legs and their shoes. You know? And I think that was very, like, telling of kind of how how dads were viewed. Like, oh, they're, they're there, but they're not really important. Like, they're just a body, or they're just feet, or they're just a voice, or they're nothing. And I think one cartoon that really changed that was, as weird as this sounds, that kind of helped change it, was The Simpsons. Because of how, like... It's, a, it's I know it's weird to think about, but, like, Homer was always there at the forefront. Yes, he was the one screwing everything up, but he also... There were so many moments within that cartoon and throughout the show, even today, that he still tries... Like for his kids, you know, there's still those good, wholesome moments, but he's going to work every day. He tries for his family and he puts on his best. He he tries his best. I And he messes up a lot and he knows he does.
1: Yeah, I, uh, for me, and and this is probably controversial, but honestly, like you got to set aside this person's personal life with what his uh, cinema life was, honestly. But I think that one of the best TV dads of all times is Bill Cosby as Dr. Yes. Huxtable. Um people cringe all the time about it. Like no, it, it's yeah. you, you have to look at two di- there's two different people. It's totally two different people. But when he the 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 character he portrayed on the Cosby show um is the the dad who was super involved with his kids. Like and honestly like I think that I've talked to lots of uh lots of men of color, lots of dads of color. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a dad like that. They didn't have a dad that was in the house. And they would see, you know, Dr. Huxable, Phil Huxable doing his thing. And they would see like, oh, like this is what a dad does. And I've heard from many of those guys, like I, he was my role model. Like that's how, that's how I learned how to be a dad type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like and you get people like, Oh, like how could you ever and it's like you're not looking at him as like Bill Cosby, you're looking at him as as Dr. Huxtable It's a completely yeah, different person. Completely like, different. yes, he had his own flaws his own and everything. Like human. that's completely different. Completely different. And but the stories yeah. but the storylines in those and those shows and the things that he taught are things that a lot of parents need to actually lean back on and look at like, for instance, I remember Theo, um, basically uh, wanting to like, be independent and live on his own and everything he's like fine like and he taught him how he taught him exactly what oh, it would exactly, be like yeah you know like all right fine we'll get you in a we'll do an apartment like all right you made this much money okay well you and you got to pay this and this and then at the end he left with like two dollars in his hand and it's just an eye-opener mm-hmm. because kids think that just like money appears out of nowhere and like doesn't they don't understand all the ways that. They money gets spent and things like that, and mm-hmm. so, like, they dove really deep into that. And the same can go too for, um, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and Fresh Uncle um, Phil and all the things that, that he was, yeah.
0: I think Full House is full house, so interesting. yeah. Like, thinking back now in my situation, like where I'm at, like, granted, Danny's wife had passed away and whatnot, so the circumstances were completely different, but here he is, you know, surrounding himself with his best friends, one who's his um, brother-in-law, like not even a blood relation, but being able to say, "Hey, I need help. Like, I I need you to, I need you, I need your help. Can you help yeah. me? Like, here's what I can help you with, but I need you to help me with these kids because I can't do it by myself." Like him being able to be vulnerable enough to say, "Hey, I have three girls. I'm one dude. I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm way in over my head, you know." And yeah. I think that. Yeah. Would, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, how that depicts it, today, like translating to like being that today like i look at that show like a lot especially because they redid fuller house and i just think it's really cool how it's still like that same dynamic of like the single parent with the kids doing her thing and um granted it was better with danny is whatnot but it's it's cool to see because he he did it all you know he and then he had a successful career on top of it and he put his family first and He always was there for his kids. He never missed anything. He made life work for him.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's the thing, like, nowadays, too, with the dads that you see out, you know, being active with their kids. Like, it's really wild that here we are in 2023, and still dads can't get uh, any type of real respect for being at home with their kids. Like, They still get crapped on. They still get looked down upon and questioned for why it is they're doing what they're doing. And people have this weird thing where they think that, you know, it's better that mom be home instead of dad and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, in all honesty, uh, a lot of times, you know, sometimes mom, like she's great at what she does, but even they, even moms I've heard say like, I'm, I'm not the person to be primarily taking care of these kids. Like my husband, my spouse, my partner does a whole lot better at that, you know, than, Mm -hmm. than I could ever do. I'm, I'm, I'm an office person. I'm, I'm a worker bee, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's, it's what works best for you. And what works best for your family? And, mm-hmm. you know, screw what anybody else says, honestly. Everybody else needs to just get back and just let it happen. And unfortunately, you still have people that are pushing that. And that's the thing with with the uh, with the National At Home Dad Network that I've been a mm-hmm. part of. Um, I've been able to actually connect with so many stay-at-home dads all over well, the how, country how, how and hear both how, good, how, how bad, and, and how just how horrible that, stories.
0: How did that come to life for you, that whole at like finding that group, being a part of becoming a part of that community yeah. and I'll be in a board member for that community and planning the events and being like from just a person in it to being a person running it for others to be a part of, like take us through that, like, you know, for us so that we can kind of understand that. And what is it? What is this? So in 20, in
1: 2016, yeah, yeah. So, so in 2016, um, I stepped away from working for uh, Fidelity Investments, uh, my wife and I both were working there. And I became a stay at home dad because daycare was or wasn't is stupid expensive. And so uh, we had two, we had two kids at the time, and it was just insane. And so I very much am in line with, you can't do this on your own, you got to have other other people to be around you, other dads. And so um, that was when I dove into looking around for dad groups, stay at home dad groups, whatever I found out locally, there really wasn't an active dad group. So I created the Cincinnati dads group. Um, and then I found the national at home dad network on Facebook and joined that. It's a closed group and talked with some guys in there. And they were like, you should get in touch with city dads. Cause they try to put dad's groups in like metropolitan cities. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, basically in a couple of months made that official. So I was in with that. And then I just got really involved with the National At Home Dad Network, as far as like, how do we promote this? Can we get this out to other people? Because it seemed like they were trying to do something, but they didn't really like, fully weren't going into it. And so they just needed more people. Like it's all about volunteering in the national at home dad network. So I jumped in and got involved with the social media team and started helping to push content and create content. And I was just trying to fill time. Like, I mean, my kids were little, so, you know, when they were sleeping or there wasn't a lot going on, like I would be doing stuff online with, with the guys. And then, um, they have a annual convention called Home Dad Con, and it moves around to different cities. And the first one that I went to was in Orlando. While I was getting planned, I had a, one of the guys came up to me and said, would you be interested in running for the board? So I wasn't even like really like a part of the organization for very long before like, they're like, hey, you're very active. Uh, you seem very interested and being part of like almost of like a leadership type of deal, would you? That's how I got wrapped into the little league deal I'm this. on
0: now for my daughter's little league. <laughs> that she plays in for baseball. They're like, "Hey, you're coaching, but you're also here helping clean the field and do these things." Like, we're gonna, we should, you should, um, look at these board positions. Which one would you be interested in? And I'm like, "Okay, maybe this one, this one, this one." Okay, cool. We'll put your name up for election. And two years later, here we are.
1: Yep. That's how it happened. (laughs) So yeah, so I went into the, uh, I went into the uh, convention and it was so funny because there were those who knew me just because of the communication I had through the Facebook group. And then there were those who just for whatever reason, there was a disconnect there. And I remember being told after the election for that position, um, which I ended up getting elected immediately, but I, when they uh, announced that I won, somebody, and I didn't hear this, but somebody at one of the tables was like, who the heck is that guy? And how, why is he getting a board spot or something like that? And one of the other dads sitting at that table, like basically stood up, told that person to shut their mouth and open their eyes to all the things that I had been doing. And if that, they hadn't figured that if they hadn't seen what that that was going on that they had no room to speak. And I was like, holy crap, like
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it got real tense, yeah. um, but it was fine. Like it, I was just amazed that somebody that I really had no relationship with at all, like stood up and went to bat for me, like immediately yeah. no, um, really cool. in that way. So yeah, so I got so I got involved with them and I've been doing all kinds of stuff um, as far as social media goes. Um, I set my podcast the Nomad Dad podcast aside um after a couple of years of being in there and uh Danny Mercer who I co- we co-host the podcast together um he was like I want to start a podcast up and I was like okay and he told me what he wanted to do and I was like all right like let's do this thing and um you know we've been running that for 2 years now and that's been just a great way to connect with other guys and in the process I've you know we COVID year, the first year we were supposed to be in Cincinnati, Uh, that didn't happen, so we basically planned an online convention for one day, which was pretty successful, Uh, and then the following year, I was involved with actually planning the Cincinnati convention, which we were still under COVID restrictions, and we required everybody to send in um, that they were fully vaccinated before they could attend, um, which comes with its own its own own kind of uh yep oh oh, yeah we we felt it all from all angles and so but we pulled it off no incidents at all um so it was great and then um Last year we were in Phoenix and I was, I was a part of helping that. And then since it's in Milwaukee this year, they've got a really strong dad's group out in Milwaukee. And I was like, Hey, you guys take it. I'll take a break, honestly. Cause I was considering looking for a job at that time. So it actually worked out really well to be able to hand it off to the Milwaukee dad's group. And they are really just running with it. They've, it's going to be an awesome convention. Um, and everybody is mm-hmm. super pumped about it. Every year, everybody's really excited about it. But there's always just so much that goes on in a weekend at those conventions.
0: Heck, I was excited hearing about it. You guys were talking about it on the last episode of Home Dad Chat Podcast and heard the Lambeau Field Tour. I heard <laughs> the D&D at the D&D yeah. Theater's House and the breweries and all this stuff. And I'm like, I want to go to that. Like, that sounds dope, but um it's it's
1: open to any dad it's open to any dad you don't have to be a stay-at-home dad you can come to it if if you're an active dad and you just want to like learn some stuff it's open to any dad
0: it it sounds so cool because i'm just like holy crap like that sounds dope because it's i mean I would definitely do the Lambeau field side of it. I'm not going to go play D and i I'm too much of a sports guy, but yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a little something for everyone in that, in that um, weekend of fun and being away and, you know, networking and socializing and building a community, which is also important. You know, I feel a lot of times like as a dad, especially like as a stay at home dad or a single dad, you are so alone. You feel so alone and so isolated because you, you essentially get left behind, you know, you get left behind by other dads yeah. who are working dads, but they're working. So they have a similar schedule. So they plan things to do on their schedule. And then they're like, oh, what about what about Billy's dad? Could he come? Should he come? Oh, he's at home. He's probably has some other stuff. He probably has to clean <laughs> or do something or whatever Could have to cook or whatever. Like he probably couldn't come and hang out with us or his wife's probably too busy and he wouldn't be able to do it or or like for the single dads it's like, oh, we don't want to ask him 'cause he he maybe he probably has his kids or we don't want to, you know, bother him. We don't want to have to worry about him getting a sitter or anything like that. We don't want to inconvenience him. So there's like these all these little things that leave, I feel like these two groups, these groups of that you and I are in that often get left behind. So, you know, it's so important yeah. to well, no do don't, and that's don't why... forget your don't forget your friends.
1: Well that's why that's why a couple when when COVID hit I was like, man, this sucks. Like dads are already isolated in different ways. Like, what are we going to do? And I had my, um, my zoom account that I would use for recording. And my wife was like, just buy the professional account. That way you can, you know, extend out to talking to other dads and stuff. And so, uh, basically I created the dad lounge on zoom and basically the dad lounge, uh, it's a twice a week hangout on zoom On Mondays and on uh, Thursdays, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we put the link in the in the uh, closed group, um, or we have a Discord channel that we put it in as well. And honestly, if there's like, you get in there. And it's just a time to hang out like what we're doing right now. Like mm-hmm. you would have like eight or 10 guys all in there and like, you know, different guys are talking at different times. Nobody's talking over each other, which is nice. So like everybody's very like, I'm just sitting here listening. So you're just all around like a big round table or whatever. Yeah. But you got guys from all over the country that just pop in. And, you know, my guys on the West coast, like they jump on like at 10, like 10 o'clock Eastern, which is eight o'clock their time. <laughs> Um, or something along those, I don't know, what it, or whatever it is. And they run it until like midnight or something their time. So like, which is like 2, 3am for an East Coast person. And, but the thing with it is, is that, like you were saying, maybe they're home with the kids, like they had to put the kids to bed because this their spouse is a night nurse or, you know, is a, a doctor running a late shift or whatever it is. And, or maybe they're out of the country because they're out on a trip. This gives them the opportunity to still have adult conversations and interactions, even though they're stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. You tell dad jokes and nobody cares because everybody's a dad. It's just hilarious. Like, oh, have you heard this one yet? (laughs) It's something along those lines. But yeah, so we, we do that every, every week on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. And actually I, I gave that, um. I gave that over to another couple dads who um, one in particular, his name is Arvis Bracken um, or Bracken. Arvis lives in Phoenix. Uh, He um, he's a dad that's on a disability and he's just got an amazing personality. And he doesn't have a lot of the opportunities that some other dads do to get out and about yeah. because of his situation, but he loves the dad lounge. And I met him actually through a different stay at home dad group. Cause there's another one on Facebook as well. Um, and it was just so much fun to meet him. And he got so excited. And I was like, Hey, you know what? Like I will just give you my pat, my sign on information and you can just host the event. And so That's what he does. He jumps on and he hosts the event every week now while I, since I can't get on there as often.
0: Yeah. No, that's incredible. So for you, for like, for creating these different dad groups, like locally for yourself in Cincinnati, not for yourself, but for yourself and for others. And then like the dad lounge and being a part of the at home dad network and you know, the podcast, what are like some of the biggest benefits for a dad who might not be a part of one of these groups? Like, why should they? join one that's local, why should they get involved in one? If they have, like, that leadership, like, quality and they want to start something, like, what benefits – what are the benefits of it? Obviously, there's cons, but there's probably very few. The pros definitely outweigh them here.
1: Yeah, I, I would say benefit-wise. So for a dad that's looking to, um, like, I really want to start a dad's group type of thing, then you just have to go out and do it, and you're going to take some hits. I mean, you you know, you can – make up like little flyers eight by ten flyers or whatever and go to go to the libraries go to the churches places that have like paneras that have like public boards and just like pin them to those places and you know with an email address that you can you know maybe just make up a new email address i did you, you just basically do Always like make your first name address at like yeah. Do your first name or do like, for instance, like, I think mine I have is actually, uh, I have one that's just Cincy dad's group at gmail.com. So whatever your town is like, just make that dad's group at gmail.com. And then boom, you've, you've got a place where you don't have to worry about other information getting out. And so that's the first thing, just, if you're going to do it, do it, push through it. You might plan an event like a dad's night out someplace. And maybe nobody shows up maybe one person shows up if one person shows up it's a success, success. you got 100%. it like that's all it takes when one person show up it's a success
0: amen to that
1: um but even if nobody shows up it's still like you showed up people might see you I went to a brewery for the first time actually and the bar back there was like what are you like are you waiting on somebody and I'm like I'm waiting on some dads to show up and then like Talk to them about the dads group. That that brewery actually we do a thing called Father's Eve, the uh, Saturday before Father's Day. It's a national mm-hmm. event, and um, the brewery actually uh, gave us a keg of beer to use for the event. Oh, like they just uh, donated a, a keg of beer for yeah. us. So that yeah, it was it was great. No, so, so nothing well. like no, having some so free well. craft beer at the. <laughs> heck
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And anytime we needed to do something, I could call. I could call that brewery up. Hey, you need a place to do Dad's night out? Great. Like we'll save you some tables, that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. So like that's the first thing. Like just get out there. Just get out there and do it. Um, the other thing I would say that is really beneficial is just the fact that men need men's groups. Dads need dads. Like it's necessary. Like if if you're a dad and you're trying to lone wolf it. Like I guarantee it's much harder than if you have another dad to be able to bounce things off of. And so um, that's one of Danny and I's big things that we talk about on the home dad chat podcast all the time is that a, um, a, a group of guys, a group of dads to get around is so important to, uh, just having that community and being able to talk about what's going on. Um, and so, but at the same time, I will say this. There will be times you invite guys or even even a mom will be like, this is so cool. Can I get your information to give to my husband? And I'm like, sure, and, like, give it to them. In my head, I know 98% they're probably not going to reach out because if they themselves are not looking for it, they are not going to come after
0: 100%. it. 100%. So it's a if you're, right.
1: like – if you put, yeah. yeah. Well, I think anybody is honestly yeah. like if there, if if you're, if there's a void, then yes, like there's there, you know, fill a need, you know, see a need, fill a need type of deal. But if there's no need there, then they don't see the need to even get involved. And so yeah. where you know your spouse might be like, yeah, like my 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 significant other would love this. Like this would be crazy. Like you know you think they do.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. But, but in all honesty, be like, women are you sure men. they do? Yeah, that's just the difference between women and men because I feel like women are more receptive. Well, yeah, like, hey, you know, come to this, like this, go to go to this thing, or here's your here's your friend referral, your friend referral to so go do this and kind of thing. And Women are generally more open and receptive yeah. to that. so
1: definitely. Um, I will say this. Um, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this with talking about Home Dad Con. Um, so for home dad con it comes up at uh, the end of september near the end of september Um, we have tickets still available we also have hotel rooms still available because it's actually held at a hotel uh, because we use the conference centers there Um, but if you're a dad who is like man i don't know that i could afford to go um, we do have scholarships So we actually have a scholarship fund. It's really wild. Like We actually take a portion from ticket sales. We pull money out of that. The Dads Don't Babysit t-shirt that I'm wearing that you were talking about. Um, A portion of when you buy a shirt off of our our shop actually goes towards that that scholarship as well. Um, And then also, too, um, there is a huge uh, beer share that takes place where there's a committee that they call and talk to other breweries and get them to donate, you know, cans to raffle off or, you know, special bottles to, you know, raffle off and that kind of thing. And last year they raised like, last year they raised like $3,000 in a weekend. It was insane.
0: That's insane. No, that's awesome. And um, Brock, if you'll send me all that stuff, so I can link it in the show notes here and in the show doc. So wherever you're listening, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to copy paste, go check it out, get that information so that you can, look into these different options because i mean where there's a will there's a way it sounds like there's a way you just have to be willing um it's okay to ask for that help if you can't do it but you really feel like you should go if you're feeling right now that like man i i have to go to that if you listen to brock's podcast and now you're listening to him on my podcast you know it's the stars are starting to align for you just don't be afraid reach out i can tell you that when you put yourself out there. Like I recently posted on my on our story and on my personal story uh on Instagram and Facebook just that I was looking, you know, to try to figure out how to raise money to get this children's book in mind illustrated. Um sure enough, less than twenty four hours later, I had one of my old youth leaders reach out, sent me the full amount I needed. No questions asked, she just did it. Yeah. And where there's a will and you just put out an inkling out into wherever your belief system might be, the, the universe to God, to wherever, you know, your prayers or wherever, whatever that looks like for you as an individual for Brock and I, obviously we're going to pray. Um, but you know, you've been praying for a way, you know, that way is there, you know, let whatever we're talking about here, you hearing it now twice, or maybe the first time and you're just really feeling like you need to go check it out, go down to the show notes, click those links, copy paste on whatever you need to do, depending on your platform, it's going to be copy paste, but, um, Go and check it out and look into it because it's going to be worth it to just look into it at the end of the day because you never know what might come of it. So
1: Definitely.
0: And then if you're able to – yeah, I got
1: one last plug for you real quick. Oh, Oh, you're good. I was going
0: to plug one more time. And if you're (laughs) not able to, if you don't want to go, you don't feel like it's your thing, and you think that shirt's awesome, if you're looking on YouTube or something right now, then go and buy one of the shirts. Those are also linked down in the show notes as well. But Brock, just one more question, and then I'll let you plug away. Um, What is – The one piece of advice, the one thing that you would tell any dad that's struggling with any of the things we talked about today, the miscarriage, raising a young family, being a little bit older that you might think you're past your biological clock, um, struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, lack of community, anything, just kind of a big over-umbrella-ing piece of advice.
1: I My big piece of advice that I always give to folks is... Communication is key and silence is a killer. And so, if you are um, having a difficult time bringing up uh, maybe a hard topic, whether it be like, hey, I really feel like I need to go ride my bike more often, or I, you know, I feel like I need just some time to myself, or hey, like the way that, you know, parenting like the parenting styles maybe don't match up between mom and dad or whatever like you can't keep that inside you you have to no matter how hard it is like you have to be able to verbalize that and get that out there so that it can be talked about because if you don't it will eat you alive and it just it 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 breeds remorse it breeds anger um, and it just breeds division between you and your partner and then also too like that can spill into your kids because your kids see everything and the one thing that i've just recently come up with this is sort of my new little thing but kids are like sponges right we talk about that all the time right kids are like sponges however here's the thing When you squeeze a sponge, does it just come out of one area? No. When you squeeze a sponge, you don't know where that water is coming out of. And so it's the same thing with a kid. Like, you don't know what sometimes a kid is going to (laughs) say in a certain situation because they're sponges. Like, they just have so much rattling around their brain. So communication, don't stay silent and realize, like, your kids are soaking in all this stuff and, you know, you want to be the best that you can for them.
0: True. And I love what you said in the the questionnaire um, here, you know, when I asked you what it, being a dad parent means to you, it means I have two mirrors walking around me showing my insecurities and pushing me to be the best dad I can be, but they know I am not perfect, which makes life easier to be a parent. And I think that's right in line there with, with everything, that piece of advice there, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all, it's all, you know, they're sponges and yeah. mirrors or everything. They show you how, how great you are and how, where you struggle in some ways and where you need to be better. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. And they they communicate because they don't have a filter. Oh, yeah. And they don't care to filter. They don't need to filter. So. Nope,
1: they don't. They're my, communicating we, my, my wife and I, we constantly look at our kids and we're always like, we'll see some one of them do something and we'll turn to the other one and be like, I'm sorry, that's me, <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I say this to is myself like... all the time I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I can't be mad at you because that's me right now talking or when I do get mad I'm like it's not me that's someone else talking right now and it's kind of kind of got to let it go yeah. is. but Brock tell the people you know where obviously we'll link the home, home or dad con or dad that thing we'll link the convention um <laughs> And the scholarship and, you know, sure. different things in the show notes. Um, I'll link your Instagram, your Twitter, your things like that, your social media pages and whatnot. Um, but what else can we, what else, where else can the people find you? What else you got for the people out there?
1: So definitely at home dad.org for the national at home dads main page. That's where you can find the shirt uh, to buy that. Um, and honestly, like, I love seeing people wear these out and about. So represent if, if it's something that you don't have to be a stay at home dad to wear this shirt. Like if you're a dad, like, and you're active, like get this shirt and wear it around. I guarantee it's going to cause people to be like, Whoa, where did you get that at? Um, and it'll have all kinds of different reactions, which is a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that I, like, we also have our weekly, uh, podcast home dad chat, um, that Danny and I do. And, um, you know, just, just like. Everything that's going on on this podcast, it's just another resource for dads. So, uh, you know, check that out. Uh, and then the last thing I really wanted to to say was, is that uh, we had a dad, like you were talking about books. Uh, we had a dad who actually got published by Penguin a couple of years oh, ago, wow. um, and he wrote a book that actually has uh, 56 different dads in it um, who all have either a quote or maybe like a recipe or a tip or a dad hack or something along those lines. And, uh, the book is by Shannon Carpenter. It's called the ultimate stay at home dad guide. And, um, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, uh, Shannon's a good friend of mine. Um, I actually helped him with tracking down a lot of the dads on here. Um, (laughs) And so because of that, like he actually put me on page two of this book. Um, But it's an awesome read. It's got tons of stuff in it. Um, If you've ever wanted to look into the mind of a stay at home dad, this book is about the closest thing you're going to get to that. but it is uh, definitely just a great resource, especially if you know somebody who is either getting ready to become a stay-at-home dad or is struggling to figure out where their place is as a stay-at-home dad. This, this book is a huge help.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, no, so go and check that out. We'll link all, the, I'll link all those things in the show for you guys. Um, while you guys are there looking at the links, if you're on Spotify, please make sure you go down into the Q&A and please congratulate Aaron and his wife on their new baby boy um let's leave any words of encouragement he's a boy dad now so he'll need all those things down in the show notes so huge congratulations for to him from me i'm proud of him i'm so happy to have a little nephew now um add you know kind of balance the ratio a little bit to five to three so we're still significantly outnumbered when we get together but that's okay but um anyways brock again thank you so much for joining us it's been a a pleasure to talk to you and we got through it and um we hope you all have a good week hope you had a safe and happy memorial day and no one blew their fingers off and if they did they've gotten reattached already so (laughs) (laughs) one more thing one more thing. We really hope that you enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. It was kind of fun to record. Before we head on out, you might remember Jason Brick, Safe a Family on the Block. Well, he just had his book published, Blueprint, Safe a Family on the Block Blueprint. It's amazing. I got an advanced copy. It was great. But when he was on, and when we bring him on again, we're going to talk more about this. Last time he was on, Jason mentioned, and he mentioned about school shooting controversial topics a hot-button topic here in our in our United States that we live in if you're living out and about international thank you for listening probably applies to you too it could help and you know we realize it's a problem that's not going away we figured someone should make a course so parents like us can learn how to keep our kids and help make our kids safer because I mean Congress isn't doing anything about it police and schools aren't doing much it's up to us So Jason went and had to build a course, and he's offering it to all of my listeners at a discount. You'll learn how to assess your school shooting plan, how to learn what your child is capable of in case of emergencies, and the best responses to different shootings in different schools, and how to talk with children about it without scaring them. It's a great course, and Jason's a good guy, so you know it's coming from a good source. And we're putting our voice behind it, because we think it's a great, high-quality product use the coupon code youngdads that's y-o-u-n-g-d-a-d-s And the link in the description or head over to saveisfamilyontheblock.com use it over there both are good at work and you can thank us later and we really hope you enjoy and it's a great way that you can support your favorite podcast thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast we sincerely appreciate you being here we sincerely appreciate you listening all the way until the end hope you enjoyed this episode we sure had fun recording it make sure you head over to the website bawboymedia.com you'll be able to see all the amazing things we have going on the projects the podcast the blogs all the fun stuff we have going on over there you can also check out that link tree in our in our description on every single episode. That takes you to our deals, to the website, to the podcast, and gives you all the ways to like, rate, and subscribe, and everything that you could want to do. Make sure that if you're listening on Spotify, you stop for a moment, go ahead and drop us those five stars. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for me. Like the video, comment, and share. If you're on Apple, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review for us to read in our next show any other platform make sure you rate review comment and share the podcast with a friend because i know you have friends that you want to share this with lastly make sure you go and follow us at young dad pod on youtube instagram twitter we cannot wait for all that's to come